Hi, my name is Chris Candy, and this is the Never Not Run podcast. Or no. <laughs> or do the NNR for This is the Never Not Run podcast. I'm your host, Chris Candy. And I'm Mark Nieto. Okay, here we are. Um, how's it going, Mark? It is going great. Thanks for <laughs> where are we doing this uh, from Long Beach today. Yeah, we Thank are, you for uh, coming down. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for doing all of the stuff you do. Everyone keeps on <laughs> commenting on how awesome the pod sounds. And thanks. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great. We also I, I f- keep forgetting, but we got such a nice message from one of our listeners. I think her name was Claire, and I wanted wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, was that the one? Her and her her dude or cooking. And yeah going on runs yeah and listen to the show yeah they said that they saw they heard about the show because they saw one of the shirts right in new york city how magical is that yeah it's <laughs> it's working it's working yeah it's it was so cool to get a message like that yeah so far we've mostly been talking to our friends and uh yeah it's just nice to kind of hear from some random people you never met yeah uh thank you so much for the kind words and um and we really appreciate it um you know, I, I think after um, some of the most recent events that have happened, and we're going to get into all of that today, I've really come to love what Mark and I are doing with NNR and running. And uh, it's it's really like developed into a, a deeper love. Um, but it's it's moments and comments like that that really make me feel great. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. They're much appreciated. And thanks to just everybody out there that's been listening so today we are going to be talking about me uh, and a team of really unbelievable runners um, participating in what everyone in the running community knows is one of the most bizarre psychotic races, uh, and that is the Speed Project. That's So yeah, I had heard about this last year, uh, had heard some kind of rumblings about it, saw a lot of the content that they were putting out afterwards. And then Chris, you were asked to be a part of a team and you invited me as well. I couldn't make it. I was really disappointed, but you did a really great job of documenting the whole thing through the Never Not Run Instagram page. Right. And so anybody that's listening, if you if you're kind of unfamiliar, like be sure to go to the page, check out the stories. We've we've highlighted all of the stories, but for people that are unfamiliar with it, can you give them like a quick rundown of what the Speed Project is? Yeah, absolutely. So the Speed Project is a foot race that starts at the Santa Monica Pier and it ends at the Las Vegas welcome sign in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is roughly 350 miles but you can go whatever way you want to to get out there. The Speed Project kind of has this claim to fame that their only rules is that there are no rules. And it was started, I, I don't know the full backstory, right? But I know one of the main guys is this uh, gentleman named Nils. And I saw him out there. He's uh, like, I think he's, I think he lives in Venice now. I'm not quite sure. But, um, you know, solid runner um and i feel like a team of his and a bunch of friends of his just one day i think from what i understand wanted to see if they could run from santa monica to vegas and they created a route and they did it with four uh men and two women 
And so they did it. They did this route, and that's the one I think that's 350 miles. And um, they they ran, you know, with a team I think helping them out and 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 made it. And it was this endeavor that they went on. Um, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 12 years ago. I, I don't want to have too many facts on exactly what they did, but what came from that event was the Speed Project race. And it's a foot race. It's a relay. Um, they break it up into two groups. You can either run it solo by yourself. They have a race that starts on the Monday of the week where there were racers who raced all the way on their own from Santa Monica to Vegas. And then there's people who can go the OG route, and those people have to be made up of a team of four dudes, three girls. And then there's also the freestyle route, and that can be as many people as you want. You could create a team of, uh, you know, 12 people, 20 people, you know, and there are a ton of those teams out there. There's this uh, running club named Team Cruda. They had two RVs, uh, an off-road vehicle, um, and I, I can't remember how many team members they had, but they break it up. So I was asked to join it by this guy, Nathan, who is a really good friend of the pods and a good friend of Never Not Run. He's just a beast if you follow him on Strava. And he invited me to run it, and I wasn't able to run it, but I was really excited to check out Speed Project, so crewed it. And that's when I invited Mark, and Mark wasn't able to do it. So I was going full into this experience, not knowing what to expect. And I was able to document the whole thing uh, from start to finish. It was annoying at times. I didn't. It, it gets a bit repetitive because I was a little bit delusional at times. But this episode is going to follow the journey of Tom, Emily, Will, Francisco, Nathan, Martin, and Kelly, um, and myself as we started in Santa Monica and we ended up. We made it. There's there's a there's a very cool story to the end of this uh, in Las Vegas. So we're going to chat a little bit back and forth about, because I, I mean, you gave me little bits and pieces of it, but I have so many questions. And, and like you said, thankfully you've, you've documented it. Uh, so we are going to kind of go jump into a lot of clips and yeah, just hear about this insane endeavor. Great. Well, let's play the first clip then. A wild start to Speed Project. I'm here with Emily. Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> well, the journey starts. <laughs> Emily's on the finish. All right, we're in Santa Monica here, and uh, it's active. Speed Project is starting. We will be back. This is Never Not Run Pod. Okay, so that was the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, set the scene. What time so, is this? Um, I, I'm inside. It's, I think, roughly 3.55 in the morning uh, on Friday morning. And I uh, have never really, I've, you know, driven like 15 passenger vans and I've, I've driven all kinds of things, but I've, I, I can't really say I've ever driven an RV. And so, you know, I'm taking this thing really slowly into Santa Monica from my place. I live mid-city um, and I go and meet the team at the Wyndham Hotel. And the Wyndham Hotel in Santa Monica is right up from the Santa Monica Pier. Just, it's like that traditional photo of the pier that's where the race starts it's really iconic especially for me someone who's like grown up spending a lot of time in santa monica it was just so impactful but as you're getting there you just start seeing all these rvs and like this hum of the energy of what's going to follow you for the next 24 hours 48 hours and so i start seeing all these rvs all these different people and then i start getting a sense of what exactly it's going to be going on 
So a lot of participants, a lot of teams, a lot of companies have teams out there. Rourke was out there. Our buddy Rio was running for them. Um, we had Lululemon Canada, Ultra on running, our homies over at On. Um, they were running it. You start seeing all these people. LA Saves Track was there. Mm -hmm. They had a team. And everyone's just gathering. And it's very like flash mob. Like they kind of just gather. They're not there that long. And then boom, they start. What made me say at the very beginning of that, that this is crazy is because it was crazy. And this kind of is my main takeaway from the Speed Project. But at the very start of the race, a houseless person came over to our RV because the door was open and sat in it. And he was, you know, basically like out of it. Um, he said he was a diabetic. He's definitely like had booze on his breath. Like he was like not going to move. Right. So the security guard from the hotel, he came out, Hey man, you got to move. You got to move. Meanwhile, the race is five minutes from starting and this is a relay and the team that I had met up with were wanting to get moving. And my job was to get them moving. But we had this man who's in really rough shape like refusing to leave. Like he was in his own world and was not going to leave. And all of us were pleading with him, trying to get him to like, you know, please, we got to get moving. We got to get moving. Like, and being as respectful as humanly possible. And after he got really angry, he like need, like, or excuse me, well, he elbowed me. You know, he was like really, really like not going to move. He was like saying like, you know, where are you from? Like just really aggressive. Finally, like I was like, look, dude, we've, we've really got to get going. Like I was able to get through all of us collectively were mm -hmm. like, we're so sorry, but we got to get moving. And after maybe 20 minutes, he, I was able to get him. He mentioned he's a diabetic. He mentioned, um, he needs some sugar, you know? So hooked him up with like a bunch of, luckily we're a running, running, club. Yeah, running club. So <laughs> we had a ton of sugar. And so hooked him up with some power aids and um and some um like cookies basically uh the bobos bars hooked him up with some of those and he got up and interestingly enough his mood totally changed when she got sugar in him it was interesting um because he was actually helping us back out as we were leaving so the reason i say that that kind of sums up the speed project experience is that my entire trip you know i had no idea what to expect and you know, I wasn't at the pre-meeting for the speed project, but it's not just that you're running an incredible feat. It's very dangerous at times. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like unknown elements that maybe I wasn't prepped enough for, and maybe the other racers were, but since I was a driver, I felt very responsible in regards to making sure everyone got through this race safely. And there was just a lot of moments like the man that sat there that kind of pop up throughout this race be it like someone, you know, threatening with a knife or a gun um, because you're in their environment, a uh, dog chasing after you to bite you because you're in that dog's environment. You know, you're not just like, it's not like bad water where you're just running on like, you know, a road with some cars on it. This is like, you are basically um, dropping into everyone's everyday life and you're doing a very, very difficult endurance run. So this, this was at fight with each other the entire race. Mm -hmm. And I was very aware of it. And, you know, I don't know if they really, I, I, I could be naive to that, but I, you know, I, I, I don't think that that is kind of a part of the, 
allure to it, you know, and that, and it left me feeling a little odd at times, you know, it left me feeling like, and this isn't to take away from the feet because I want to get into all of the amazing athletics that everyone did, but there were just times where I felt like, um, a bit taken aback at how we were kind of like impacting environments around us that were cultural environments, not necessarily like natural environments. Right. Um, you know, you're, going through Pacoima and there's just like a shit ton of RVs, you know what I mean? That are like, you know, ponying up to like get positioned to get their, you know, racers tagged in and out while people are trying to get to work in the morning left me feeling a little different. When you say a lot of RVs, like how many ballpark are you saying? Is it like 10? Is it? No, it's, it's, it's at times it can be, you know, in the very beginning when everyone is, and we'll go along with this, but you know, at the, at times it can be, you know, uh, 20 to, to 30, you know, wow. but in total, there's probably 50 to 60 mobile vehicles involved in this thing. If each team, there's 50 teams, has at least one RV. Some people had multiple RVs. Um, so, you know, the race itself is at odds in regards to it being notoriously um, invasive into like communities. So it's like, there was a group chat that was for everybody to kind of make sure that there was safety going on. And, you know, you'd hear reports of like, you know, don't send female runners through this part of town at this hour, Wow, you know, because it's dangerous. And, and I, I felt bad that we didn't kind of have that pre-planned because we had moments like that happen. Now, fortunately for us, luck was on our side and everything turned out okay. And from what I understand, nothing bad happened this year. Um, but I just was like seeing this going like, wow. So I just wanted to talk about that first because as I listened to this first part of the clip, I wanted to just mention that that's a part of this race that I don't think is talked about much or maybe it is, but I just, that was my takeaway and I, I felt like obligated to share that. Cool. Well, no, I'm glad you you had that, that, uh, that insight and that perspective because it's, like you said, it's something that I, in my viewing of it uh, as a, you know, as a consumer, as somebody who just kind of was looking at it online, it's something that you don't really get a sense of. And like you said, it's something that, uh, you know, maybe I'm sure it's going to just keep growing because it's obviously, you know, it's been promoted really well. It looks like an amazing experience for people. And, and there's a lot of bonding and positivity that comes out of it. So I think it's also good to be like somewhat critical or at the very least like aware of I think if that, I think if that, because, you, you know, you can't really also blame any of the runners because there are a lot of them that are international people. You know, everyone on my team was not from Los Angeles. So what do they know? You know, right. and, and who can blame them? And I by no means blaming anyone here. It's just, it was my observation, you know, when, you know, this thing is kind of swarming through. Now, in full disclosure, I didn't go to any of the pre-meetings. Maybe this was all talked about and you're listening to this going like, shut up, Chris, <laughs> we've heard about this. But I just, that was my observation. And that wasn't always the case because as you're about to hear, there was so much unbelievable stuff that happened. Cool. Well, should we move? Let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah, let's just keep rolling these clips. Okay, and Martin just went off on his... Uh... His next, this is his third leg. He's going to do a six miles. We're out in front of a Carl's Jr., about 36 miles outside of Palmdale. Nathan, you took a little nap. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm all right. Close my eyes for a little bit. No sleep, but close my eyes. Uh, we'll recharge, have some coffee. I'm going to run two more segments, and then I get like two and a, two hours to sleep. 
This is just life, the grind out on the Never Not Run pod, LA Speed Project. The, we don't even know the team name. 319913? We're the 319 Never Not Run pod. Delusional already, and it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. Going to take these guys to Six Flags, get them to go down uh, Colossus, maybe fly off Superman. This is Never Not Run Pod. People are just peeing off the side of the road. Call from Ryan Bosetti. I'm going to grab this call from my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what the hell happened between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m.? Okay. So apologies. Um, I had two microphones going on. One was capturing some other stuff. This is where the audio picks in. Um, basically it's getting out of Los Angeles and that's where I came in handy to them, which was great. I felt like really helpful in regards to getting them started. So to catch you up where we get to Palmdale, you run up, um, Santa Monica Boulevard, you go through Santa Monica, you go through Century City, you go up through Beverly Hills at Doheny up to Sunset Strip, Sunset Strip, all the way down to Hollywood and Highland. And you guys are running on the street or on the sidewalk? Or? So at this point, it's all sidewalk running. But there is very much this competitive energy amongst all the runners because it's like who can get there first. And they're going for it. Like all the teams are just like all out. There was actually like a really hairy thing that happened at Hollywood and Highland where, you know, we saw a team tag off. And at this point in the morning, like traffic's getting moving in LA. And this might have been around like six in the morning. And... um. I'm going to go into all of our team riders or who were running for the 319 team. But um, one of the riders tagged in and looks up and there was like almost a major car accident that happened. Like someone almost just gets like completely T-boned by oh someone because this was the interchange. So at this point I'm going like, okay, this race is going to be crazy. Safety is like number one priority. I love all these people. Like let's get them to where we need to go. So it turned me into a super slow driver, but also just like eyes everywhere. And it was really taxing. But to break down the teams, right? And on my team, it was um, the team name was three one nine, TB. I can't remember the last part. I couldn't figure it out because there was never an official team name. But it was started by this guy Martin. Martin's this dude from Belgium. He owns a clothing store and he's just a savage runner. Loves running trails. You know, he's like outdoors. And he brought his friend Kelly. Kelly was going to be my co-pilot, basically like to help with trading off on the rides on the driving. And then the team was invited from Martin, you know, Martin invited Nathan and then Nathan through his run club in New York was able to find this guy named Tom. Tom is Australian. Tom had a friend named Emily, uh, who she works for Nike and is out of Portland. Then Nathan all those also knew this runner named Francisco from Mexico city. So Francisco's on the team. And then this unbelievable runner named Will, who lives in New York City, but he's originally from New Zealand. So I have this really... So the, this is global. Like people... And, and any of these people been to Las Vegas before or the Mojave Desert or anything? <sighs> I think Nathan and Francisco had because they had ran it on Team Cruda the year before. Okay. But like, you know, I, I, I can't say for certain if, if they had it, you know, but I know that like they were asking me to do tour drive, tour guide driving while we were going through <laughs> Los Angeles. So I'm like, you know, the way it would work for the listener is like, like I say in the clip where, you know, the, Martin's about to start his third segment. 
the speed project has it broken down and they give you a map to take, which is the OG route, um, which is the 350. And basically that has it broken down into segments. So you have like a whole pamphlet and then it breaks it down. And so you have six mile segments. So we were splitting our six mile segments in half more or less. So I had my runner watch on, I'd click my runner watch on when they would drop off a runner, you know, and then I'd click on the Garmin, drive three miles, then that person would meet up with us. And then they would tag off like a relay and continue the race. In LA, it was very much um, me helping get them through Los Angeles. And it was cool, I could feel that. I was like, all right, cool, like we're going this way, super congested up on Hollywood, like let's go this back route, you know, I, I got You're them. perfect for this. They, they and got at the same so time, I'm lucky going, <laughs> with you as their manager. Yeah, I'm going like, all right, and over here is the Whiskey A Go-Go. You know, that's where the House of Blues used to be. That's the comedy store, you know. And it was helpful for moments like what come up, you know, when we're getting out of Los Angeles is you kind of come across basically Hollywood and Highland, and then you go up to Hollywood and the 101. And I was able to help Emily being like, all right, stay focused on like making sure you don't go, you know, stay alongside the freeway uh you know don't go onto the freeway obviously mm -hmm. um and you know point people in the right direction and so once you get out past you know what we know as like the entrance to the valley studio city like you basically Coenga pass like where the, the hollywood bowl is and yeah, all that okay. exactly you go over the Coenga pass and then uh basically pass universal studios and then you go straight shot up to the top and i have the map here Okay, so once you get over the Quenga Pass, you basically take Lancashire all the way up to Pacoima. And then you're basically at the footbeds of like Angeles Crest and, um, you know, the Sam Gabriel Mountain Valley. Sam you Gabriel. Know, yeah, you're, yeah, and, and well, basically Sam, you're working you're, right in. Sam, another Sam Grease Machado. <laughs> Sam <laughs> <Yeah>. Gabriel. <laughs> Sam Gabriel. Every episode we got to have him in there. But you're working your way basically to Santa Clarita. And, um, that to that point, that's where you catch up with us in that clip is we've now made our way. It's eight o'clock in the morning and we're out near Six Flags. So just, you know, visualize that mm -hmm. you've started when it's dark outside at the Santa Monica Pier and now it's 8 a.m. in the morning and you've got light on your head and you're near Six Flags Magic Mountain. At, at this point, everybody's done how, what, two, two uh, cycles or? The way that Nathan broke everything down was he did an incredible job at doing his homework and you know looking at google maps using what the speed project gave him and then also finding his own route and we'll get to that part later in the story but basically since you can go any way you want to he was researching from new york on his computer and google maps like where we could go what way we could go to cut time off and he found a way that was awesome that cut about 50 miles off of the run but wow. he had shifts for everybody. So like I say in that clip, you know, at that point, I think everyone had run one or two full cycles of three miles each, but it was going to get to a part soon where people were going to have to start running longer. And he had mapped it out for everybody to at least get five hours of sleep in our RV. So they would be fully rested because each one of these runners had to do an incredible feat throughout the entire thing, but also had a very taxing long run at some point of the race. Wow. Okay, we're five hours in. What are we? What are we, guys? What's going on here? Thirty something odd miles. We're uh, halfway. We're at forty-eight miles. 
first uh, big major break at Avon's. You got some coffee? Yes. Delicious. Yeah, I'm happy. Theragun's pumping. Vroom, vroom, baby. That's right. Emily's rocking the Theragun. We're talking Kipchoge. Um, Never Not Run, we're out here. I don't even know what part of the, uh, the world we're in right now. Uh, but getting our way towards the desert, we're definitely kind of in these smaller towns, uh, gas stations, and... Um, it's definitely heating up, right? So, does anyone want to anyone want to give a, an update where they're at? An update on where we are. All I know is we're 38 miles in. Oh, how I feel? I feel I feel all right. I did a little rolling, kept the muscles uh, pretty loose. Um, I think we're all doing a good job of that. Keep staying hydrated, aren't we, team? Yeah. Water, water, water. Still smiling. I think that's important. Yeah, the LA chaos was a lot. I think adrenaline was was surging for sure. Um, we we've sort of tempered that enthusiasm now. We're just getting into a groove. I mean, the scenery is pretty unreal. Um, it's heating up. I think that's the the main takeaway from this current update. Um, so just important to stay hydrated and uh, yeah, crack on. That's right, never not run, staying hydrated. The bus driver, moving and grooving. This is uh, the most recent update. More to come. Never not run, back to you. So what, now explain to me what what the atmosphere is like on the RV. I mean, are, are people just like sweating? Is it smelly? Like, is there just, Food everywhere, or, or running clothes hanging. Yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it's like your your runner paradise in a box. You know, it's like there's just gels and powerades and everyone's favorite like runner food. Um, you know, there's uh, theraguns. There's you know running shoes just all over the place. Um, Emily had been since she works for Nike was able to get discounted shoes from the Nike store for a lot of the runners, so they were just running in like top-notch you know shoes and i forgiveness like i i can't name the specific uh nikes i'm not as knowledgeable in them but they were using the ones that like you know uh kipjoji helped design that you know they were also running in a lot of their newer running shoes they're everywhere they're sprawled everywhere and there's a bed in the back a bathroom kitchen you know just filled with snacks um and then like a little dining room table and then me and Kelly are in the front and it was like, you know, a runner's millennium Falcon. We're kind of just like, I'm jamming out on music and, you know, doing the pod every once in a while and just driving really slow. Now what you, who you heard from there was uh, Tom. Tom was unbelievably charismatic and like a lovely dude. All these people were just like so fun to be with for like the two days. And, um, he, uh, you know, knows Nathan and uh, they had, you know, run together out in New York City. And uh, I believe he knew Will. That's what it was. And, you know, he was just like so uh, charismatic and was always able to like kind of keep mood up and just a fast fucking runner. That was one thing I got to say. All of these people were super fast, like unbelievably fast. And, and it really helped me appreciate and understand what it means to push yourself. Um, but at this point, you know, we were having, we had a longer break because Martin, I think, had gone on a 
six mile run. And so we were in a parking lot and, you know, like Kelly had mentioned, she had finally got coffee. Everyone's kind of like at that moment amped on adrenaline. But we also, what is very important to say is like, there's this like never ending sense of like, this thing's going to be going on for a long time. You know, how do I put it? Like time kind of stretches and you lose, you lose your sense of time, right? Yes. We had just gone through one obstacle, but we had like 5 million more to do, (laughs) you know, and, and I had never done this before. So it was like, where are we? You know, what's happening? But I felt good at this point because we had gone so far and gotten out of the heavy traffic areas of Los Angeles. And, and I think also prior to my first comments, like uh, that was speaking specifically to these major towns, the rest of the time you're on open roads you know, they reminded me of of maybe the highways that you must have taken to get to Las Vegas from LA back in the 40s or 50s. There are these kind of old two-lane highway roads that weren't as occupied with many cars, and it felt much safer for the runners. And, and that felt good to me too. Are there other RVs around you, or has it started to spread out at this point? Mm, no, it was cool. Like, and that was refreshing, you know, knowing that like everyone was on some kind of a similar trail. As the race goes on further, um, that starts to spread out and, uh, you know, it sp- starts to dissipate and the, the, your placement really ends up, you know, showing itself. Everyone's getting updates from this one group chat that the Speed Project people are are talking through. And all of the Speed Project people, for one reason or another, are following you in a stretch limousine that has off-road tires. <laughs> but their whole thing, too, is like for that is they don't run it because they want to offer support and you know if if something does go wrong they can get there pretty quickly and help out so you do always have this sense of someone is close by who's on this race with you mm-hmm. okay we're still on soledad canyon road uh next to la cabana on the corner of soledad canyon road canyon road uh near us is a same day fast delivery cannabis service they say they deliver within 90 minutes which is pretty great um and we're waiting on nathan and uh, he's coming back in. For another tag off, we see him coming now. It's getting hotter out here, though. What are we, where are we at right now, you think? I don't know. Like, I went off this morning, you know, I had high hopes of how fast I'll go, and then the heat hits you and you just, it's so hot. And three miles is not that far, but you're so ready to finish running at the end of three miles when it's this hot out there. Yeah, everyone's definitely feeling it, but you know we got a long, we got a long time ahead of us. Um, but we're just, you know what, knocking it off. That's what this is feeling like right now. Just kind of taking chunk by chunk, piece by piece. Everyone documenting this thing like crazy. Like there's like nine thousand drones in the air. Um, but you know we're just doing our thing. We got a mic in our hands, driving down, listening to Tears for Fears. Seeing a lot of homies along the way, it's fun. It's it's really great. It's great to see all the support out here, um, and uh, you know, let's just see what unfolds. Checking in, update number nine. I was right. <laughs> there was so much. I mean, we're doing a whole podcast on it, but. That was one thing. It seemed like all the run clubs were doing kind of what we're doing right now, but yeah. in their own way. There was a ton of drones, a lot of cameras, a lot of people running with cameras, um, documenting the thing. 
Um, and why shouldn't they? It's an incredible feat, but it was, that was like its own other beast was like the, the, the production world that was going on, uh, you know, day of, you know. And how hot was it at this point? Would you say? I think at that point, you know, it was hotter in Los Angeles or in, in, well, in, in, in SoCal for that matter. Um, it was getting, you know, high eighties and into the nineties. Um, and I think after that it was, you know, close into the, the, nineties, 95. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's where we were around, at least from the car thermometer. And yeah, you just, you know, the guy who was on, 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 um, on the, the mic there was, uh, Will and, and Will, uh, you know, is really fast and he's, an Ironman person. He does a lot of Ironmans, loves triathlons. He was telling me all about that experience for him. Um, and just a, another really, really nice guy, you know, someone who's like a super warm soul and like just loved running and was super fast. He talked to me about his competitive nature and, uh, you know, I'm not very competitive, but I really appreciated someone and saw his perspective on how competitive he was because it comes in handy. And it came in handy later in the race. Okay, we got low battery on the the, uh, the the recorder, but I got plenty. Getting dangerous right now. Really close to cars. You know, we got to keep things uh, head above water. It's a busy highway. Tom, explain what happened. Well, I, the, the problem is there's no real shoulder. So you're sort of grinding in the dirt. Um, trying to stay off the road as much as possible, but also trying to stay on, on good solid surface so you don't do an injury. Um, but yeah, there was a bit where I had to merge and then uh, I just couldn't pick a gap. The road was just too busy and I just had to sort of dart across in front of a pretty sizable truck and uh, scared the guy behind me, I think, because it was a pretty close close call. But um, yeah, after that, it was all right. I just I ate my sandwich a little too quickly, I think, because I seemed to get a pretty sharp stabbing pain um, <laughs> in the side, which was a pretty nasty stitch. But, you know, tough as 4K so far, but got through it. Who so. would have thought the stabbing pain would come outside of LA for this race? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, we're, we're, we're moving and grooving. How many miles are we in right now? Kelly? 63 miles in. 75. What? 75. 75 of 300. We're on our way to Vegas. Kelly. Never not run radio. <laughs> I think I came up with like more different names for the show. <laughs> I, uh, I'll just apologize to the team now if my sense of humor was uh, <laughs> out of place ever. But uh, it was how I stay awake. And so you're only a quarter of the way through then. Yeah, and, and I, I was feeling it. I, I was feeling the the danger in the sense of, you know, th that was, I remember, a very scary experience um, for Tom. And I was just kind of uh, going, I was seeing basically the layout of this thing. And that was another thing that I was surprised with. And I, again, don't know if they brought this up in the pre-meeting that I didn't go to, but um, you know, if anyone is ever considering doing this, just this is part of it. You know, you're you're running in areas where there's 
trucks driving by and you have to be really, really focused. Um, and that, you know, and, and, and they did, but it's moments where, you know, a truck zips right by you, you know, a lot of the RVs self-included were going unbelievably slow because, you know, we wanted to make sure that everyone got through certain passes safely. And sometimes if you felt like you shouldn't be driving slow and you should be driving faster because that was safer, that could get jammed up by a huge RV in front of you who was driving really slow because that driver felt like that is what that person needed to do. At the end of the day, everybody who's driving is focusing on making sure the runners are taken care of. And that's what it was. But the highway we were on was beautiful. You know, like we're going in and out of major highways and then these like beautiful country roads um, that are in, in SoCal. And, and it was remarkable. That was some of my favorite times on the run. Um, and you're kind of working your way out in towards the desert. And you have in your head going like, okay, we're, we're not even 24 hours till the finish. Okay, it's been a minute since the last update. We are, how many miles in are we? About, uh, what are we, about 110? 110 miles, I took a little nap. We are in a town. 100. Who hit 100? What's up? We finished at 103. Yeah, Emily ran. Yeah. And uh, Okay, so we're out here. 319 TB, is that the name of the team? Yeah. 319TB on the NNR pod. Um, I'm back in the, the driver's seat here. We are over one-third of the way done, and um, it's not that we're tired. It's that it took me a long time to figure out what our feeling was. <laughs> so um, we're in this town right now, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know, and I have a pretty good relationship with... Uh, at least SoCal and kind of Central Cal. Um, but this neighborhood, we're, we're up on a street called Panther Boulevard. And um, I guess, Nate, uh, do you want to kind of explain what happened, or is Francisco there, uh, what happened last year in this neighborhood? Sure. <clears throat> hey, so last year we had, uh, we, have a, we have a group chat every year. Uh, we got a group chat every year, and uh, in that group chat, we found out a team ahead of us uh, sent out an alert. There's a guy with like a shotgun out on his porch. So the advice was just to you know cross the street, go go far away from him. Um, and also, we're approaching a place where there's a lot of like weird street dogs that that. Uh, might give you maybe give you a hassle. Is he still going? I think I need to run with him. I'm still recording. Go. Okay. Nathan's gonna go run. Shit. Yeah. He's cooking. All right, we're gonna follow him. How far? 4.5. This is the Never Not Run Pod. Back to you guys in the studio. Okay. <laughs> what just went down right there? So we're, I, I, we're in a town, um, and there, this town was kind of infamous. Um, it's close to that airport graveyard that's out, like, in the Mojave, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, you know, one of those desert towns. But um, it also was, like, a town that is pretty run down. And um, it was another town that I was kind of, like, we're kind of entering their zone. 
you know, mm-hmm. and um, there was that story of, you know, the uh, the gun from the year before. And I think not not our team specifically, but, uh, you know, in the group chat, like a, someone had a knife pulled out on them and there were dogs. There was just dogs everywhere. So I remember like the request and like totally understood was like Nathan going like, you need to be like right behind me. Uh, while we're driving. And that was a part where I was driving the RV super slow right behind him because there was just catch dogs kind of everywhere um, that were going to just like hop out and, and and could nip you and stuff. And so that seemed to be something I had heard prior to the race that dogs kind of pop out. Um, but again, like that just speaks to what this race is. There's, there's kind of a lot of, you know, unknown uh, variable and element to it that they don't really you know say but that's what makes this race really really difficult in more ways than just kind of physical you're you're kind of navigating through different environments do you know if were there any injuries or any incidents this year anything pop up in the group chat i didn't hear of anything no thank god there there was no issues that had happened and and that's really good i think it's also quite frankly one of the things that stands out and i do want to share this element is like the running community is beautiful and it really like has all of its participants back, you know? And I think they also do try to have the community's backs that they're entering. You know, I don't think they want to have a negative impact on anything. Um, but this is some real life stuff, you know, that is just, that's what this is. It's, 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 it's a very much, you know, marriage of two very different things. And so, um, you know, everyone has each other's, you know, uh, best interests involved when this is happening. But with that being said, there's some real life danger that comes along with it that, um, you know, thankfully didn't get acted upon uh, this year. And, and I, I really, really pray and hope it doesn't happen in the future. Okay, we're back. Uh, getting into the nighttime hours here. Um, it is time to pay attention um it's it's definitely dark um we got nathan out there right now he is got the protective gear headlamp and um you know this crew of runners is just making their way out to vegas um we're kind of on the doorsteps of death valley right now which is a trip um to be back out here the uh the team let me run a nice little leg which was was a epic, very beautiful, just a graceful and a glorious run. But yeah, how's everyone feeling back here? I'm not feeling great, but Nathan and I are alternating two mile segments, you know, shortening it down, just kind of getting through it right now. And then a little rest, it's getting cooler, bit of a reset, and then fucking take it on again. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so we're going to just keep placing this whole episode together. Um, but yeah, we are out here for the Speed Project. This is the Never Not Run Pod. So what did it feel like to get out there and start running? I, I was really ready for it at that point. Like, I, 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 I didn't really know if I would be allowed to run or what the rules were, but hey, there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I could clearly tell um, when I was on this race I, I offered a couple times but it was pretty clear like all of these people who had signed up to be on this team were ready to run some fucking miles and i wasn't going to take that away from them and so they were super nice to let me run three miles and they couldn't have given me a more beautiful three miles to run it was in the middle of the desert and um 
you know, it was just, I'll never forget it. It was just very, it, the skies were gray and purple and the desert just looked unbelievably peaceful. Um, you know, it was that kind of transition time from it being really hot to about to being really cold. Um, but you know, that was my experience with, with my run and I just, I greatly enjoyed it. And I, I really came to appreciate what I love about running in that moment. And, but you know, I could sit here and talk about how much I loved it. The whole mission for me on this trip was keeping those people in good shape and in safe. And that was it. Not getting in their way, really. At that moment, though, prior to that, there was a, um, they had this thing called the Beach Club. And it was like the, the Speed Project Beach Club. And um, Nils and a bunch of the other uh, promoters, uh, my friend Vasha, she works with the Speed Project. They set up like a little mini rave <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> desert. And like that was the only support the Speed Project kind of offered. There was like, you know, a couple coolers with some beers and like some tents <laughs> and like guy flipping burgers. And like they had some on running gear they were handing out, you know, and it was cool. You know, it was like the one place you could kind of meet up and hang out. And, you know, it's it it kind of had like, um, you know, I've never been, but like a bit of a Burning Man feel to it. You know, this kind of like off the grid, we're going to do what we want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And cool you know that's what it was was and um you know we were at this point on like no longer a paved road we were on like just straight up a dirt road oh wow so yeah you're you're on we're in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah Yeah, like there's the airport graveyard to the south and then like who knows you know we had just left that town gone to this little beach club rave and now we're just jamming and at that point then after the, my run and then all the other racers were basically like doing these two mile legs, we were going into night and that's where I could feel like, okay, like p- people are getting tired, but Nathan had done such a great job at, you know, basically pacing everything out. You know, everyone had a fair amount to run, but like Martin, for example, from uh, Belgium, he wasn't running a lot. He did a kind of couple big runs in the beginning, but he had like seven hours off. And it's because he needed to do the heavy lifting in the evening. Um, and the evening, you know, it's 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 difficult because like there were some moments where like, you know, we needed to be on our game a little bit more to make sure we got these people home safely, you know, and, and we'll get into that later. But we were getting into this territory where, you know, it's nighttime, you're on these two lane roads. And basically at this point, we're working our way up towards uh, Barstow. And so, you know, you're, you're hitting not about 24 hours yet, um, but you're, you're, you're getting into the end of the first day. So that's where we were at this point. Okay. We just emptied the septic tank. We're doing it. We're getting through. We just made another transition. Emily is going to go hit a run. Tom is done. We're fucking going for it. It's the real deal. Fucking speed project is in our fucking grips. <sighs> we just have to cross a little thing called Death Valley. So, okay, you, I'm glad you mentioned this because it was something that I had thought about earlier, but was it too afraid to bring up? But you guys are shitting on this thing too, right? I think so. I, th- <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> but there is like, they did a, the, the speed project did a great job at in the pamphlet they hand out telling you like okay fill up on gas here in this segment uh empty your septic tank here at this segment you know so everyone had kind of the directions and instructions on where to do because 
Otherwise, yeah, like if you skip your water fill up or your septic dump, like your fucking RV is going to smell like shit. Yeah. And like that would, it's like there's enough heaviness going on, like to have that smell would be a nightmare. Oh my God. And I guess Nathan had mentioned earlier that that had happened uh, to Team Cruda the year before. So we did, we dropped off uh, Emily and I felt bad about this because like, you know, one of the things that I was trying to do was make sure that like I was keeping clear with everybody but like we had sent emily on a run in a pretty sketch part of barstow and we had to go off and do the dump and and there was this confusion on on making sure we got her in time and i i felt bad because she had to end up hanging out you know for a little while at like a liquor store in barstow at like two and like that's sketchy you know like that's just like again like you know not to get into like that kind of element of it but no one should be out there let alone you know you know, one of your only like female runners. And so um, we ended up picking her up and it was fine. And she was a total badass. She had her shit handled. Um, but again, that was like a moment where it was like, we went to go do that. And then we got word from her that she was waiting for us. And it was like, okay, we got to get back and get her, yeah. keep energy up, pick her up. And um, you know, that was, that was definitely a reality to it. But did you have any experience dealing with that in an rv before <laughs> actually i i had been told by uh, uh ryan's dad rick bassetti who is an <laughs> avid rver how to empty a septic tank and uh just so you know you want to do the um black lever first and then the brown lever second <laughs> or gray lever basically the idea is like you unload like all the piss and like crap first and then you unload the gray water second so it flushes the pipe out with gray water kind of cleans it on the second and this team they got it was such a blessing that you were <laughs> you were their driver well i just yeah i was also cracking like terrible jokes the entire time so they they definitely had to deal with like some like major uh chris farley energy <laughs> all right we are currently at fern drive and um martin's gonna go out on a 7.5 run it's off the track so we're not gonna be able to follow him um which is pretty remarkable to be honest um but we're gonna go to a gas station fill up on gas this whole you know experience involves a lot of you know it's kind of a scavenger hunt almost you're getting pieces going one place to another place uh you know unload septic here like i was saying earlier you know and then um you know get gas here make sure you do there's there's a lot of kind of things you need to make sure you hit to make sure that like <laughs> this already challenging experiences um exactly so how you feeling about um how you feeling about your seven and a half i'm sort of excited in the sense that i'm running between two bases one army base and one marine base and it's the only way you can get in between running. So yeah, to go off road, and there's a lot of people around here. So I'm, I'm assured it's gonna be a fun experience. It's a cozy energy right now in uh, the the RV. Everyone's kind of getting some shut eye, um, and um, basically we're gonna be driving into the midnight hours. Can't wait till the sun goes up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
person. She is a sunshine person. I know. I like how I said, like, when we were starting this, like, just so you know, like, when it's nighttime, I fall asleep. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's something rare. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is quite the experience. I can't believe we've been potting the whole time. Um, but it is remarkable. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, we, we love to run, man. You know? When did you get started running, Martin? I started like 12 years ago. Uh, Nike was uh, one of my suppliers in my store, and they invited me to run a 20K, a big, big 20K uh, race in, in Brussels. It's like 30,000, 40,000 people, and that's what it started off. We started off with 20K, and before we know, we were running marathons, and, and, and then I started looking for stuff like this. The next chapter is right. Well, we're going to get into the um, rest of the night here. I'm going to get quiet over here so everyone can get some sleep. And we can get these racers safely to Las Vegas. This is the Never Not Run Pod. Broadcasting live just outside of Barstow. So are you guys about halfway at this point? Or past? It's halfway if you're driving, yeah. You know, that that was the other thing that is playing with my mind is like, I kept on saying it and I kind of maybe shouldn't have. I'm like, if we were driving there, we'd be there in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that joke didn't go over too well. But, um, you know, I, and as it should. It, it hit right. <laughs> in the podcast studio, it hit just right. <laughs> Let's wrap up part one there about the halfway point and Perfect place for it. Yeah, because we're going to get, based on what you've told me, part two sounds like it's going to get even crazier, especially from a running perspective. Like this, the stories you told me about what these people were able to pull off sounds nuts. So, um, yeah, any any teasers you want to give people for part two? I guess just as you're thinking from week to week, just, you know, envision, you know, a, a RV filled with sleepy runners and then you know, one lone soul out in the middle of the desert with a headlamp on, you know, trying to get to the next spot. You know, the other thing is like, we couldn't follow them at this point. And this was the first time in the race where we couldn't follow behind them. You know, it would kind of go quick. You'd drop them off. I'd drive for five minutes and then they'd be 10 minutes later showing up. But now we're getting into this territory where, you know, we have to drop the racer off and then go down the highway for, you know, 10 minutes and, and meet them at an out point. And there's a lot of variables for things to go wrong in this. So as cozy as the van is, uh, the RV is for that matter, it's very tense and there's a lot of things at play under the old California starry sky. Mm-hmm.